fourth gauge autoloader. That's Italian. You can go pump or auto. The 45 long slide with laser siding. These are brand new. We just got them in. That's a good gun. You just touch the trigger, the beam comes on, and you put the red dot where you want the bullet to go. You can't miss. Anything else? Phased plasma rifle in the 40 watt range. Hey, just what you see, pal. The Uzi 9mm. You know your weapons, buddy. Any one of these is ideal for home defense. So, uh, which will it be? All. I may close early today. There's a 15 day wait on handguns, but the rifles you can take right now. You can't do that. Wrong. Michael Moore, the man in everyone's face, the guy asking the question, are we a nation of gun nuts or just plain nuts? My name was second highest in the bomb threat list, which kind of made me mad. Why? Because you didn't make it the number one? It had been kind of like an ego thing there, you know, knowing that I was a number one at something. I loves my gun, loves my gun. I'm here to open up an account. Okay, what type of account? I want the account where I can get the free gun. You do a CD no, and we'll hand you a gun. Well, here's my first question. Do you think it's a little dangerous handing out guns in a bank? Now, he's taking aim at America's most controversial subject. Why do you think we have so many gun murders in America? Because everybody's first reaction is pull the gun out. The town of Virgin, Utah has passed a law requiring all residents to own guns. This is a great place to raise your children. There has been a terrible shooting. After Columbine, no one could figure out why the boys had resorted to violence. Why would kids do this? You don't think kids say dad goes off to the factory every day. He built missiles. What's the difference between that and the mass destruction of Columbine High School? I guess I don't see that connection. United Artists presents the sensation of the 2002 Cannes Film Festival and the only film to win a unanimous jury prize. And then Moses himself showed up. From my cold, dead hands. Ten days after the Columbine kill, Charlton Heston came to Denver and held a large pro-gun rally. How could the NRA come here? To me, it's like they're rubbing their nose in it. Mr. Heston, I'm a member of the NRA. I was wondering if maybe I could talk to you about the whole gun issue. Critics are calling it scathing, incendiary, hilarious, and provocative. Our children had turned into little monsters. But who was to blame? What were the suspects doing the morning of attack? I'd heard that they were bowling. Bowling for Columbine. Why wasn't anyone blaming bowling for warping their minds? A movie that will have you up in arms. Thank you for not shooting me. Welcome back. <laughs> That's the only part of the song that I know. Yeah, I think I think they said, Who'd have thought we need you? Who'd <laughs> right here? Where we? I don't know. Something yeah, we like teased him a lot, but we got him, <laughs> on, got the him spot. on the spot. I have, I don't know if any of that was in the recording, and I don't know if we're gonna start, but I want to get this out of the way. Welcome to another Psychosemantic podcast. I am Darren, as always, and with me once more. It has been a while. 
was it Snowpiercer? Was that the last thing we talked about? Lance from The Horror Returns? Uh, yeah, Snowpiercer sounds about right, man. It's, 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 been a long, it's been a long time. I've never missed an episode, though. And I've never missed an episode of you and Vanessa talking books and movies either. So uh, we've got that going for us. We do have that going for us. I try to keep up with all of your stuff, but the horror returns juggernaut is churning out episodes everywhere I look. You've got uh, Straight Wet Stream Fiends and the Action Returns and the regular Horror Returns episodes. And I know I'm missing at least one. Every once in a while. Well, we, we did do some uh, some Westerns, but we've, we've gotten away from that. We, we're thinking about some kind of like a Western sci-fi hybrid down the road, but we'll see what happens. I, I don't know, man. Oh, what, I like don't know. Cowboys and Aliens? Or, <laughs> exactly. Or, yeah, or a show that does both genres, not necessarily at the same time. Yeah, kind of like um, uh, kicked it off with... Um, I don't know, like Star Wars, and um, I don't know some of the some of the Trek stuff. We had some Western stuff going on. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes, man. I don't want to say too much yet. No, I don't want to say too much yet because I don't know what's going to happen. Quite frankly, but yeah, uh, you don't want to. We shall see. We shall see. We are talking. Well, I mean. With documentaries, some can just be the kicking off point for the discussion, but to get that out of the way, or if you're ready, if you're ready to uh, begin our meandering. Dude, I was born ready, man. <laughs> I, I, I live in Texas. Uh, my dad was an avid gun owner. Um, I have guns. I, I am, I would, I would like to think I'm a responsible gun owner. But is there such a thing? I guess we're going to get into that talk. We, and what sets America apart from the rest of the world when it comes to guns? Freedom. Know, man. <laughs> oh, they sure. don't have freedom okay. in other countries, Lance, didn't you know? Right. Okay. Yeah, I, that must be it, man. <laughs> uh, but it... <laughs> I have a lot of experience with guns. Um... I, I would say that I'm generally responsible with them. I learned a lot more about gun safety from some of my really leftist friends. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can tell you, I can tell you this. I own two, two guns, uh, just to tra for transparency purposes, to put it out there. I've got a, a 12-gauge shotgun that was passed down about three generations. Um, probably have not fired that thing in, geez, 12, 15 years, because it's got quite a kick to it. <laughs> um, and I also have a 9mm uh, Sig Sauer, uh, which is a pistol that I inherited from my dad that I'll take out to the range and fire from time to time. But uh, I do keep that inside of a safe. It is a... Um, there, there's a... There's a four number code that can get you into that safe if the wife needs to get in there. Other than that, it has to be my fingerprint. Um, and my wife has said recently, well, why put it in that safe? If somebody wants to steal it, they can just grab it and run with it. But the grandkids can't necessarily get into it. And that's really what I care about. 
Right. It would suck to lose an heirloom, but you're concerned about safety above all, which is a good thing to do with guns. I think so. I think so, man. But we'll get into that talk a little bit more, right? We will. We will. Uh, So, yeah, we're talking about and around, you know, how we do if this is your first time at Psycho Semantic. This is probably going to be a good representation of how things operate over here. But uh, you picked Bowling for Columbine, 2002 documentary by Michael Moore. Um, it, ta- it covers basically, well, I, I guess we, we can get into it, but you know, there's just like you said, America, America's relationship with guns, why are, or exploring the idea and he doesn't necessarily give all the answers, you know, of why there is so much more gun violence in America an insane, to... an insane amount more. When you yeah. look at the statistics, it's just, it, it makes no sense. I can't wrap my head around it, Darren. I really can't, man. But maybe our history, maybe we'll get into some of that. There may be some reasons for that. I love the part where he talks about fear, the white man's fear of being <laughs> invaded. <laughs> that, that, oh cartoon, that cartoon was pretty, pretty good. So it's Michael Moore. I saw, uh, so they talk about the Columbine shooting, which was April 20th, 1999 in Littleton, Colorado, which is southeast or southwestern Denver suburb area. I Um, guess so, yeah. Kind of like close to where, uh, because I saw those rocks and I I know my my wife and I went to Colorado last summer. Well, uh, 2019, we went in, in June. And, uh, shit, what, what was that area called? Was it Red Rocks or I can't remember what that state park is called that it's close to, but we, um, we ended, we ended up doing some exploring around there, but that, that landscape looked really familiar. Yeah. Colorado's beautiful. I haven't been out that way in a while since I've been on tour. Um, I saw this in the movie theater. I don't know about you. I did not. Um, I saw this one just like I've seen pretty much all of his uh, films, I guess, on, I don't know, HBO, Showtime, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've missed a Michael Moore film that I'm aware of. Um, I, get, I guess his breakout one was uh, the one with the, the water in Flint, Michigan, right? Oh, uh, Roger? What? Was that? Ah, no, oh. yeah, there you go, Roger, Roger and Me. Roger and Me was before Bowling for Columbine. Which was before yeah, Fahrenheit 9-11, which okay. was before Sicko, which was before the one that we're talking about, right? The, the, the one we mentioned with Michigan and Trump stuff. Oh, that's right. Stuff. And, uh, oh. been so, and then there was the Trump land, and like it, that, that was kind of like a it-couldn't-happen-here type thing, if you recall. Mm-hmm. But he said it could happen here. Did he call it? I think he did. He did say that he he was one of the people that was kind of early on saying, yeah, he's going to win. It's going to suck. <laughs> and if, uh, oh, yeah, Fahrenheit 11.9 was the other one. Because he did, yeah, Fahrenheit 9.11 okay. was after Bowling for Columbine. That, uh, Fahrenheit, that was about, you know, the Bush and 9.11 attacks and the 
quote That's unquote, right. war on terror, and Bush shows up in here talking about the evildoers. <laughs> with the we don't know what they're what they're gonna do, but it's the evildoers. Uh, Sicko was two thousand seven. That was about healthcare in America. That's a whole other episode or five. Uh, Capitalism, a love story. Yes, that's right. I had forgotten about that one. How 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 dare we forget the love story of capitalism in this great right. country? But where to invade next was two thousand fifteen. Uh, then Michael Moore and Trump land, like you said. Then Fahrenheit eleven nine. Planet of the Humans, I guess, came out. I didn't see that. Huh. Okay. Um. That one. That does that doesn't ring a bell. Oh, Planet he's the executive the producer of a documentary, so it's ah, okay. somebody else's thing. But yeah, this this is. I was, I don't dislike Michael Moore, but I was really into him when this came out. You know. Okay. Like I had I had seen Roger and me, and then I saw this, and then there's Fahrenheit nine eleven, and, um. So yeah, I I definitely went and saw this in the theater, and I was in I um I guess we let's get into it. I was in high school when Columbine happened. Oh man, okay, yeah, that was at the time it was shocking. Uh, it's not so shocking anymore though, is it? No, no, it it, it was mass shootings aren't even really getting. The news anymore well all that, when you get all that pretty often. much yeah when you pretty much get one a day in this country i mean what the fuck dude it's yeah. just commonplace you know it's, it's kind of what we've become i it's uh it, it 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 it's sickening to think about it man but it's it's become the norm yeah i think we're just gonna do a quick summary of the doc real quick and then talk because I think that's how this is going to go. We don't want to have, we don't want to be tethered to any sort of chronology. So uh, bowling for Columbine covers, like I said, Columbine shooting. It's got the nine one one calls. It's got the video footage. It's got some new stuff. He's also talking about the NRA's interactions with America and gun owners and what they do around the mass shootings, you know, like showing up, after Columbine or after that six-year-old girl was killed in school. It was like hug our gun rallies. Oh, yes. And Holy holy Moses shows up every time. From my cold, dead hands. Motherfucker. Uh, Dick Clark is a dick. <laughs> uh, it talks about welfare to work and the relationship with poverty and violence. And, hey, they go and pressure Kmart to stop selling ammunition uh, with some of the kids that survived Columbine. Uh, talk talk about the militia movement, which we'll probably have some stuff to say. You know, the McVeigh, mm-hmm. Nichols, Oklahoma City bombing. Uh, what What's that? The brother. Those fucking freaky Jerry or James Nichols. Uh, the one that... Oh, had the gun wow. underneath his pillow and kept putting it to his head. Yeah, he said it was there, and damned if it wasn't, right? Right. Michael Moore went and looked for himself, and it sure as fuck was under that pillow, wasn't it? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm always surprised if somebody listening to an episode of a show has not seen a thing. 
but this is about a documentary. Of course, Michael Moore has a very obvious political lean, and that is in all of his stuff. I've, he's he's not a PBS kind of documentarian. He's a yeah, but 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 is he? I mean, I I, I love the sarcasm, dude. I that's right. one he, thing that always gets me. He uses the absurd, is, which yeah, absolutely. It's a performance. Absolutely. That's what I love. That's, that's why it's not PBS. You know, he uses documentary film to say what he's trying to say. And he does like what, when they're spraying that guy's house with the water from Flint in the other movie. Oh, sure. that now that's Fahrenheit 11, nine. Okay. Is that, yeah. Okay. Uh, or here, you know what, when he, when, when he interviews the cop about the dog that shot the guy. Oh, wow. Absurd. Or, just or totally I guess we can't say the dog who shot the guy. The guy who shot himself fucking around with his dog. Because as, as the cop does say, that an animal cannot commit a crime in Michigan. Yeah, and then he said afterward, well, maybe that wasn't such a good idea after all to put yeah. the gun on the dog for picture-taking purposes. He's like, but he was cute as all hell or something like that. He was cute, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a little beagle. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he... He uses his humor and the absurdities to prove a point. And, you know, he, he, when he's going around in Canada, just opening people's doors because everybody says that they don't lock their doors, even though there is a large amount of gun ownership in Canada still. You know, it's just a different sort of relationship. And uh, <laughs> the, lock, the relationship with the military-industrial complex and people oh, yeah. from Lockheed Martin... And what did the guy say? It was like, well, you know, it's different. We don't just go and bomb somebody because they make us mad. And then Louis Armstrong comes on. What a wonderful, you know. And then it's 1933. The U.S. overthrows Prime Minister Mossadegh of Iran and installs the Shah as a dictator. 1954, U.S. overthrows uh, the president of Guatemala. 1963, U.S. backs the assassination of South Vietnamese President Diem. 63 to 75, 4 million people are killed in Southeast Asia. Then there's 9-11-73, the U.S. coup in Chile, uh, where Pinochet was installed. Uh, I've, I wrote all these down, so don't worry. <laughs> this is all... Well, yeah, and he's, and, yeah. He, and he's not, like, trying to say, vote for my guy over the other guy. He's saying, we're all guilty as fuck. Right. <laughs> every you know, every yeah. single one. I don't care if you call yourself a Democrat or Republican or whatever. You know, it, it, it's it's always the same thing, man. It, it's part, Like you said, it's part of the industrial complex, right? Yeah, there's the CIA, there's pre- Republican presidents, Democratic presidents. I mean, Clinton is in here a lot mm-hmm. bombing the shit out of people very nicely timed around his impeachment uh, or even the morning of the Colorado shooting, the U S bombed a country uh, and then the cycle of it, you know, it's got the eighties, the CIA training Os- Osama bin Laden and there, you know, there's movie. What, oh, yeah. like, isn't spies like us or Rambo or something dedicated to the brave fighters of the Mujahideen. And oh, yes, I think that was at the end of, like, uh, First Blood, right? Rambo 2 or whatever? At least one or two movies. 
or yeah, 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 Ram Rambo First Blood Two or whatever, and dedicated to the brave fighters, yeah, the brave fighters, <laughs> the ones that ended up fucking flying planes into our buildings. Jesus yeah. Christ, um, man! You're yeah. right, that is in there, and they haven't removed it, which is odd. I kind of thought they would have removed that by now, but it's still in there. I watched the movie like a year ago. You know, I, I feel like even that would just be some somebody freaking out about cancel culture. If if that got taken out, it was like they're taking down our. Well, although I don't know, I don't know if people are that ridiculous. Ah, consequence culture, Darren. Consequence culture, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> I don't and know I like anybody that, that's been canceled. What? That I, I will I will say this. That was one of the more interesting uh, episodes that you've done. Uh, you kind of sat back. You let the ladies talk quite a bit, and, and uh, I really enjoyed it for a, for a change of pace. Instead of tying it to a movie, you guys kind of talked about. Um, yeah, you can call it cancel culture, or you can call it this or that. But yeah, actions have consequences. And yeah. uh, it's very it's it's another way to look at it, right? It, you could call it either one, but it's it's kind of the same end result, you know. Actions do have consequences, or at least they should, right? I like that term better because it implies ownership of your own actions. Con- consequence culture is a little bit different. You fucked up. You did something you shouldn't have. You know, you don't have to necessarily apologize for it, but let's at least bring it into the light, right? Yeah, everybody talks about what a shitty thing you did. And then people decide. And canceling <laughs> means gone. <laughs> Louis C.K.'s not gone. I don't know what he's doing. He's, <laughs> right. You know, but he's not gone. Uh, yeah, haven't seen him much lately, but, you know. Uh, what's her face uh, from Mandalorian? She's not gone. She's got another job. Ah, uh, yeah, Gina Carano, right? That's it. Yeah. So what is she up to these days, man? She's supposed she's working with Ben Shapiro's production company on something. Ah, so, okay. So I, well, I don't, that, I don't that know. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Work with <laughs> people that you get about, along with. Yeah. Right. Run, fight, hide, or whatever that movie was that he produced. That yep. <laughs> could be that. Uh, you know, there was that uh, anti-abortion movie that Jamie Kennedy said he was tricked into being in. Sure. Said he had no, he had no idea that's what they were making. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, consequences, there are consequences. So yeah, I I like to say consequence culture and the U S like many other countries has a highly violent history. I I think that, you know, some of the people are like, well, you know, they Mm. don't, they don't watch horror movies in England or they don't play video games. There's, is, there is something different. We do kind of, oh man, how far do I go here? Well, you know what? I'm on your podcast. You can edit me out if you want. You can cancel me if you need to, man, if I go too far. We do we do have a history here in this country of not only coming in and running out the folks that were here originally, but bringing people from elsewhere to do all the fucking heavy lifting so we could benefit from all the profits on that. I don't know if that's tied to this fucking gun culture or not, Darren, but I suspect somehow it is, man. Every conquering, every empire did it with, you know, at the tip of a sword or whatever. And then, yes, control. uh, I feel like it's not like slavery still doesn't exist. Oh, it exists. (laughs) It does exist. But officially, America was late to the abolishing of it. 
And then it just sort of turned into the prison system. Uh, what is it? One in four people who is in jail or one in four people who is incarcerated in the world is in America. And those numbers aren't going down from nope. the... the uh, Actually, you know what? I did a little bit of homework uh, before this episode because I wanted to know, you know, I, I wanted to compare violence like back in the Middle Ages, the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, and now. Um, yeah, I mean, violence has gone down per se, but incarceration, I think, has gone way up. So huh, what does that say, man? Oh. I don't know what it says, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of scary. It really is. And like they were talking about, there's a lot more stress and a lot more fear. And it's the, in the way the news is, the news is done. I don't, I also with other countries having more strict gun laws, they sort of got ahead of it, but that also, I don't know how prevalent toy guns are in other countries. I'm not sure. I mean, I've been to uh, I've been to Europe um, several times. I don't remember seeing kids out playing with toy guns, but uh, I'm 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 trying to think here, man. Um, I know when I when I was young, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to show my age a little bit here because uh, I was born in 1968, right? So did a lot of my uh, you know playtime stuff in the I, I guess in the 70s, and I, I guess the cowboy and Indian thing was still kind of around by then like the cap guns and stuff like that oh i bet um, i had i had cap guns in the late 80s early 90s oh okay well there you go man so it's <laughs> uh i don't know it's in ingraining us from from day one right yeah uh, by that point they had put little plastic orange tips at the ends of the barrels of the guns but you could easily take those off or color them black and <laughs> as you know a little white kid I didn't uh-huh. think of anything of it, of, of running around playing with white what, kid, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, playing with what looked like a gun. I have the first right. time I had a gun pulled on me was I was playing with firecrackers in the woods with my friends and somebody called the cops and the cops pointed their guns at us because they said that they thought we had guns. So we were like ten years old. Oh wow. Um that was That's not the last up. time I had a gun pulled on me. But no kidding. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess we can go through our gun histories. Uh, I think that might be a nice little, I don't know about nice, but something that you won't hear anywhere else, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there, there was that. Uh, my parents were not really into weapons or guns. Uh, a, I asked for a BB gun when I was a kid. I got a bone arrow. So I'm pretty good at archery. Uh, nice. I, I probably have to shake Ted. off the rust a little bit, but a, you know. a young Ted Nugent in training you were, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Swinging around on my tire swing in my backyard with a bow and arrow. Uh, but but my friend that I my friends that I grew up with had BB guns, so we, we would do that. And then you know it, it was late eighties, early nineties. I knew where my friend's dad's gun was, but we didn't touch it. We just knew where mm-hmm. it was. We looked at it once. Um, in, in high school, I had some friends that had guns. That's when we'd go out in the woods and shoot shit. Uh, and then I just sort of left it alone. And then more into adulthood, 
I had had and have friends that are really into guns. I have some friends that really hate guns. I've been to three or four bachelor parties that started at shooting ranges. Um, but like I've said before, my parents are children of the 60s. Uh, so they had a patch of land in the middle of nowhere, southern Ohio. And we had a rifle down there, just in case. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but I've got some friends that are good communists and socialists and uh, they they practice good gun safety and they're they're really into having their guns and they're who if my son wants to learn stuff about guns then I will include because I know enough to operate them and to use right, them all right. right but otherwise yeah I am for gun control or regulation I I usually the short of it is you can have anything that existed in what when the second amendment was ratified everything else is up for discussion <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it You want to have a yeah whatever everything else I'm going to argue with about whether or not it should be easier to get than a car or an abortion or a sack of weed or so many other things, or a six-pack of beer, you know, because uh, you can get guns in America without an ID, right? At the gun show loophole? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can uh, you can go to, a, go to a gun show and, and buy pretty much anything, right? Fully automatic. I know in high school, I that was when I really started looking into the issue, was in high school, I was, had a debate class. And I had to debate against gun regulation. And it bothered me. <laughs> but I had to do it for the class. Uh, okay. that, that was the point of it. So that's when I really started looking into it. And it's fucked up and it's weird. And I think people uh, don't like talking about it because they think it's concrete. But it's a fucking amendment in mm-hmm. the first place. Sure. So, and it says arms. It doesn't say guns. But anyway, no president is ever going to come take everybody's guns. I don't know why people still think that's going to happen. Uh, and you'll, you're, uh, you sent me an article about the, the Nazi thing. Yeah, that's the big argument that I hear from some of my more right-leaning friends. Um, and and, and I, I, I can go into detail on that if you'd like. Yes, because um, I have one or, friend in particular that uh, is is pretty serious about this, and he he almost makes sense. Part of it does make sense, but this is this is the big argument. It's like okay, so if we have a national and and first of all, just so you know how you know where where I land on it, I I think that we should have the legal right to have guns, especially considering that there's more guns inside this country than there are people. It's gonna be an uphill battle <laughs> to to take guns away from people. It it just it ain't gonna happen. Definitely not in our lifetimes, and and probably not for any time to come. So it's something we have to live with. Um, but I'm regulations, bit, real regulation, can happen. It's, it's you know what? Effective a, regulation can happen. It happened I, I in my feel, lifetime. I I feel like the uh, I was telling you that I have a six hour right. So it's a semi. It's what's called a semi automatic right. 
-hmm. So you don't have to pull the trigger back to cock it. You can just bait, or you don't have to cock the uh, uh, the top of the gun. You can just pull the trigger, right? So it has a clip that goes into it that holds, let's say, twelve, you know, rounds, and you can just pull the trigger twelve times in a row. That's to me, that's even kind of questionable because that's a little too easy. I almost think that you should you shouldn't even have semi-automatic legal. But as far as having like fully automatic machine guns, things like that, there is no place in the world for that, uh, especially in a country like this where you've got, you know, so many people that are that are on the edge anyway and seeing psychiatrists for different problems. And you have such a high level of stress in this country. I mean, you know, you got road rage and things like that. I think I think there's no room at all for fully automatic. You can never argue with me and make me understand why machine guns should be available over the counter to Joe Friday. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> Make, makes, no, makes no sense to me. Um, that being said, um, you know, I, I, I grew up with uh, BB guns and stuff like that. I've got, I've got one pistol. I've got, you know, one shotgun. Um, I think for hunting purposes, it, it almost, to me, is unethical to go in and purchase uh, slaughterhouse meat. That's just my feeling. I, I think that, and, and, and I don't have the balls to do it, man, because I can't go out and, and look a deer in the eye and kill it. But I think, I, I think the, the right thing to do would be to have to kill your own meat. That's just kind of the way that I see it. I think that that's more ethical than um, the way that, that animals are treated at slaughterhouses. I know that's a completely different topic. And I've gone way off the reservation here. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it's no. I mean, it's still a form of violence that's in our life. It not, is not uh, that vegetarians. I think Charles Manson was a vegetarian, but well, or Hitler. I'm a, I'm maybe a, it was Hitler, or maybe both of them. I'm a I'm a meat eater, dude. I wish I had the balls to go and actually, you know, kill kill my own meat and have to have to go through that in order to. Uh, you know, to, to, to prepare it and, and really have a close relationship with what you're eating and, and eat it that way. Um, I think that the way slaughterhouses are run is, is, is very unethical. I think the animals are treated really poorly. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the videos of like the chickens uh, <laughs> that are being processed and, and put through the doorways and shit like that and stripped of their, uh, like put through machines while they're still alive and stripped of their... Um, feathers and stuff like that you seen any of that kind of crap yes i have <laughs> yeah it, it's it's sickening man it's sickening especially I, I factory it, farm type uh, mass massive yeah i'd be the better like you said i think also as an omnivore it would be cool if i could my sellout compromise is I get all of my meat from a farmer's collective in the state that it's different farms around the state. They don't offer the same thing all the time, but they uh, kill and process their animals and I get uh, community shared agriculture, they call it here. Uh, since it's Columbus, uh, they've got stuff in some of the grocery stores like Whole Foods right. and or maybe Whole Foods, I don't know, but definitely at this place that was called Lucky's. And also, once a week, delivered to my porch. Definitely more ethical 
than going to uh, Walmart, right, and buying a shrink-wrapped package of hamburger meat. It seems so, and it, it is all local, <laughs> raised, and you get to pick a little bit. You know, there's kosher and highest ethical standards and this and that and the other thing, but it is not killing the animal myself. And right. you know, my wife's been a vegetarian for ever, but she likes her leather boots. We've all got our, you know, things. <laughs> well, there you go. And, and she doesn't she doesn't not see that she likes leather boots, but she's like, I just don't eat animals. Right. And right well. on. You know, fr- uh, friends of mine, uh, you've probably seen me share stuff uh, from a place called Pierogi Mountain. Uh, they're vegans and they they still serve meat at their restaurant because that's their personal belief, not everybody's. Mm hmm. But we are yeah, getting I, a little bit off topic. We are, but I, I do I do wish I had it in my heart that um, I, I, I wish I could have the discipline to force myself. If you want to eat meat, Lance, you should have to go out and kill that animal. You should have to dress it. Uh, you should have to cook it. You know, I really think that's the height of being ethical when it comes to eating meat. Just my opinion. That's a good way to go after it. You know, everybody gang up on a cow. Because I, I can't eat a whole cow. <laughs> let's go tip it, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go get it. Um, take the cows bowling. Take them bowling. <laughs> bowling for Calabine. Yeah. Uh, bowling bovine for Columbine. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> tastic. But, yeah, speaking of j- the fear and just guns being everywhere... I went to the zoo today. Uh, hadn't gone. First time I'd gone in a year. Uh, there, there was a guy in front of me. Needed to take his gun with him to the zoo. What? Yeah. Is he going to go wild game hunting or what? <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. I, I was just, uh, he was like, uh, they had people staggered and he was a row over. But yeah, he just had his, had his gun with him. And like you in know, a holster I, or what? Yeah, it was, it was in a holster on his hip, it cowboy looked, style. Huh? Yep, uh, looked like okay. I don't know, basic, uh, not a revolver, mm-hmm. uh, but like I don't know, nine millimeter. The clip couldn't didn't get close enough, but you know, uh, my my son who is a student in school these days, you know, I don't know. That guy's afraid enough to take his gun with him to zoo, to the zoo, and I've got my six-year-old saying, "Daddy, I don't want to get shot." Wow. Yeah, that's tough, man. When you have kids, grandkids that are in school these days, it's like they yeah. they have to learn completely different things than I guess we thought about when we were in school. You know? The yeah the the active shooter drill shit is mm-hmm. fu- like I mean. We, we had tornado drills and, and stuff like that. Oh! And, and, you know... Our duck and cover, right? In case there was a nuclear bomb yeah. that went off from Mother Russia. We had to duck and cover under our desks so we could survive the nuclear bomb. And W. Bush, who we talked about earlier and who's in the, do- the documentary, you know, they had... I've said it sometimes at the end of the show about 
you know, make sure you've got duct tape by your windows in case there's a gas attack. By That's the, right. By the That's evildoers. Right. Uh, Holy of, shit. So orange surreal, level man. alert. Yeah. But yeah, those active shooter shit, you know, when, uh, I mean, he started going to s- school when he was four, like pre-preschool. Okay. And, you know, four, five, teaching me how to stop the sensors in the toilets from going off in case you're hiding from a shooter in the bathroom. Jeez, wow. And There's no reason we should be having to go through this, man. It's fucked up. Uh, thankfully, they tell us when they've had them okay. so we can talk, you know, have conversations after school and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I uh, there was none of that was really a thought when Columbine happened. I don't know how accurate this is, Darren, but I did, I did look at one chart and it said, um, you know, your chances of dying from this, that, or the other, right? And I think at the top was, was heart disease, right? One in six chance of dying of that. Um, mm-hmm. One in seven chance of dying of cancer. Um, dude, one in 306 chance of dying uh, in America by uh, gun violence. That's insane, like you said, more, gun, more, more guns, guns than, than, people, than people, literally, right? And uh, what they were talking about in Canada, there was roughly enough for one or two guns per family. Right. Which is a big drop down, but still reasonable, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't <laughs> it's not like, I don't, well, Betsy DeVos is talking about bears everywhere. Um Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's. There is a fetish, I think. There are people that like guns and there are people who fetishize guns. And I think that's the difference. There's the people that have. Hundreds and hundreds of guns. And that freak out if there's any sort of limitation put on any sort of gun. Uh, Fuck, I can't remember who it was. Did you see the the newspaper went around and had people do photo spreads with all their guns on display? That sounds familiar, but the, you know now you're now it, it almost feels like we're like in a in, in a Terminator movie at this point, right? <laughs> like, what's the fine line between you know it, it it's fun to watch this kind of shit for entertainment, right? Like, uh, you go down to the basement and there's a zombie apocalypse. Okay, so. This is the guy you want to be with, the guy that pulls out a remote control and pushes the button, right? And the walls open, and there's every possible type of knife, sword, gun, all kinds of ammunition, this kind of thing. But this really happens, right? This isn't just uh, in the movies. Is that what you're telling me? That is, yes. I'll send it to you after we get off. But it's, their guns cover their entire deck. Or just so they can say they have them, right? You like I, I talk about you are a gun owner, not a gun fetishist. I would say if I was describing you to somebody. Uh, Interesting. I, I don't even want to name other people because I know some people don't like people right. knowing that they have guns. Uh, but I know plenty of responsible gun owners, and I know some people that shouldn't have guns. I don't think, or should. Uh, Shouldn't have them just laying around. Oh, we were talking about uh, the. I think the last time that I had a gun on me, 
was some years ago when I was still living on campus and a mm-hmm. uh, friend of mine uh, got robbed at gunpoint on his way to my apartment. Or he came to my apartment after he got robbed. But he was all okay. shaken up, so we were going to get shit-faced. So we went to get some supplies, and on the way back, we got robbed at gunpoint. Uh, what? little 14-year-old kids with MAC-10s jumped out behind a dumpster. Shaky hands. That was the scariest part was how shaky the hands were. That scare the fuck out of you, man. One slip, and you're fucked. <laughs> And one slip, one slip, especially with those, those guns. Yeah. Um, and my, I knew my roommate had his gun on him. And all I remember mm-hmm. thinking was, don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. I'm going to die. Oh my God. You yeah. know, like wow. you might be able to save wow. yourself, but guess what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and they were robbing 20-something-year-old me. So you know what they got? They got half a pack of cigarettes. They got a condom. They got a $10 bill <laughs> and a bank card that I canceled. Okay. And they ran away. And none of that was worth my life. So it, you've actually been robbed, robbed at gunpoint then? Oh, yeah. Literally. And I've been stuck in police shootouts. Got to be a scare. Oh, wow. That's got to be even scarier, right? A little bit. It, it was the uh, same neighborhood, actually. Mm-hmm. Twice. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say the first one I wasn't in the shootout. Uh, you could go out onto the balcony on the top floor of our apartment. It was this row of brick duplexes just off campus. and uh, Ohio State campus. And you could sit out on the balcony. And there was a police standoff two apartments down. Oh, wow. With SWAT and all the vans and all the lights, and you couldn't go anywhere, and everybody had their, I don't know, I don't want to say M16s, but their long black guns that the SWAT team has. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second time was driving through uh, campus. Might have been the same street, but we were just going, just going home from work. It was me and my future wife. And all of a sudden we heard somebody yell, they're shooting. And we slammed on the brakes and then the, the cops came up behind us and there was a guy uh, sort of across the street on his porch that started, started shooting at the cops. And the cops were all over the fucking place. We, you know, slammed on the brakes, slid down inside the car. Eventually, somebody, uh, a cop or a SWAT person, I don't know if there's a difference, but they get mad if Mm -hmm. you don't differentiate, uh, came up and sort of said, okay, when I tell you to go, run that way. And so we did, and we ended up hanging out on somebody's porch for five or so hours waiting to get our car back. Uh, holy shit uh it didn't get shot okay the car did not get shot but the battery died yeah okay (laughs) and so yeah we just so that was i think my last accidental experiences with guns since then i've been to a couple bachelor parties where the person 
really liked guns, so it was like the shooting range and then whatever else. <laughs> Holy crap, man! I've I've never I've never been in that uh, in that situation before, man. I've never had a gun pointed at me. Thank God. I've never, um, you know, been in, been in a situation where where I've had to point a gun at anyone. But I do. Uh, I, I I am very worried, um, you know, about my granddaughters going to school, right? Because, uh, shoot, you know, they, they are my and my grandsons in San Antonio. You know, it's a it's a less affluent area, and there's uh, more people of color in the area that they live in, and. I don't know, man. It seems to me the cops uh, might get a little bit more itchy trigger finger when you're in that area more than when you're in, say, uh, an all-white neighborhood, if you catch my meaning. There seems to be a uh, function of the justice system that leans that way. Uh, you know, implicit bias. I, I don't know if we want to bring up the big Republican bogeyman uh, or boogeyman. <laughs> Our UK well, friends give me shit for saying boogeyman. Ah, they say it's, it's boogeyman. Mean, the critical race theory. <laughs> right. It's, uh, all, it's all the same uh, system, though, man. You yeah, know? I mean... And there's a lot of... I mean, there's... And it, for us, it's a helpless feeling, right? So you send your kids or your, your grandkids off to school, and you kind of trust that the public school system is going to take care of them. But then you hear these stories about more and more of this kind of crap going on, and... Uh, I don't know, man. It's it, it's it's enough to make you really nervous. It is. It is. Uh, it is a lot more unnerving to always have the. This person has a high chance of having a gun. Mm-hmm. It's just the sort of thing that. I feel like a lot of America deals with, and I don't know if that's why some people deal with that by being like, "Well, I'm going to have a gun." But then there's the whole good guy, good guy uh-huh. with a gun thing doesn't really exist. And never, the, never, the cops don't really want works, you to do it? that either. You know, right. if you want to be that good guy with a gun. Sure. The cops that you think you're helping don't want you to do it because they might shoot you. I know, especially if you're not a white guy. There have mm-hmm. been people yep. trying to help that have got shot. Yeah, for every one story that you hear that goes the right way, you know, like a hero steps up and, uh, you know, talks down a guy that had a gun pointed at the head of a convenience store guy, uh, there tend to be 10 to 100 bad stories (laughs) where where it doesn't quite go as scripted. Life ain't a movie. You know what I mean? There was that, that moment in time where I feel like, especially the more affluent people in America... Mm-hmm. suddenly realized that there is a lot of gun violence in America was when yeah, but school shootings those, started to happen. Yeah, but they, they, they tend to have people that they pay, right, to be their bodyguards and, and, and stand in front of the bullet for them, whereas folks that aren't in that unique position, um, unfortunately, if they want to protect themselves, they have to do it, you know? They don't have the money to go pay someone to be their bodyguard or what have you, Right generally not yeah uh, there, there is a discrepancy it is a larger problem in impoverished areas like you were talking about with it there, this also being a mental health issue there mm-hmm. the total lack of real focus on mental health care in america can't be helping <laughs> 
health healthcare America. What is this healthcare of which you speak, Darren? Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, socialism. I think is what it's called. Yes, that's right. Fly, flat out communism. How dare you take care of your population? How dare you? It's fucked, Lance. It's fucked up, man. It is. You did do a lot of homework, man. Lay it on me. This is your place where you don't have to worry about groans or eye rolls from uh, some people that might like to hear you talk about politics or socio-political issues, which this is both. Um, yeah, man. What, what do you What do you want to What do you want to get Where do you want to go next on this? I I, I think it, I think it's kind of frightening, dude. Because I I really do care about my children. I care about my grandchildren. I care about their kids. You know. I mean, at some point. So you know, no no big mystery here. I, I've told you before that I married a woman that already had five kids, right? So I got a super big head start. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not terribly old, dude, but I'm I'm already looking at hopefully within the next you know five years or so being a great grandfather, right? So I care about these next generations, I really do, and that's why I'm so concerned about you know the environment and uh, trying to you know get away from polluting things the way that we are and 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 burning the planet down the way that we are, but this uh, the the fact that that I, I read in three different places today that there's literally more guns than people in the United States is just a really scary thought. And they come in innocent, man. And they're our future. That That's what we have to worry about. At, at this point in, in my life, man, if, if somebody sneaks up on me and, you know, shoots me in the leg and I'm crippled forever or whatever, or ends up taking me out or whatever, it, it sucks. <laughs> I won't enjoy it, um, but it won't be as big of a tragedy as what we're looking at with these, you know, these next generations. That that's what that's my big focus right now, man. Is I'm super worried about what's going to happen, the the you know the next generation from now, the one after that, and so on and so on. How do we reel things in? How do we get things back to where it's safe, right? Just to walk down the street and be a citizen. And we're supposed to be the gold standard. America is allegedly, you know, we certainly have a lot of wealth here, right? We just don't distribute it very well. But we're supposed to be the gold standard by which the rest of the world uh, is judged or judges us. How do we keep these kids safe, man? I don't know what the answer is, but we got to start doing something. And I'm not really sure where to start, but there's got to be an answer here. There's got to be. I think one place, it's not a blanket fix because it is a multifaceted problem. That's why I don't think driving around in vans or like in uh, Monty Python, you know, clanging the bell, bring out your guns or anything like that. That's not going to work. Gun buyback programs do help. Uh, Today, actually, the day of recording, there was a gun safety group that was handing out free gun locks to anyone, no questions asked. Well, I mean, that's baby steps, right? At least towards safety. I think repealing the Dickey Amendment would be a good place to start. I don't know if you're familiar with the Dickey Amendment. I I am not, but I'm, uh, I'm intrigued, man. 
Well, that was uh, added, uh, which one? 1996. Okay. It was part of a government spending bill that changed it and prevents the CDC from studying gun violence. Uh, It said none of the funds made available for injury prevention and control at the CDC may be used to advocate or promote gun control. And it was lobbied for by guess who? The NRA and a Republican. Okay, isn't the NRA like on the verge of bankruptcy right now? What's uh, do you know anything about that? I've I've heard that they're having severe financial dire straits, or at least they're saying that they are. Right? They're crying for help right now. They 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 are losing money, and they tried to declare bankruptcy to stop a federal investigation lawsuits, into them. right? Yes, and lawsuits. Okay, okay, makes makes sense. And All re- right. Recently, a judge said that they could not use bankruptcy to avoid the lawsuits mm-hmm. and the investigation. But, yes, membership is going down. I think membership probably started, well, it probably surged here and there, probably surged around 9-11 and stuff like that. But I bet a lot of people started losing interest in the NRA when they became not... What they might, well, I don't know. What, what uh, the same year that the KKK was uh, determined a terrorist organization was the year the NRA was founded. Not that it's necessarily related, but yeah, is that a coincidence or <laughs> or not? Like that was the late 1800s, right? Right around yeah. the end of the Civil War. Yes, sir. Okay. And but I feel like earlier the NRA was about gun safety, about promoting you as, know, as it should be right? shooting and target practice and responsible mm-hmm. ownership and stuff like that, at least frontly. And now they are like writer, writer wing than Fox. And it's just a gun lobby. Like it's a lobby for the gun manufacturers yes. rather than gun owners. Uh, a tool, basically a tool yeah. to continue to peddle their product. As it were, right? Yeah, they. they, I I think that there was a massive switch to lobbying for the gun for weapon manufacturers rather than weapon owners. But the way that you do that is to make weapon owners afraid they're going to lose their weapons. Yes, that good old fashioned fear. Yeah, Bill Clinton's going to come get your guns. Obama's going to come get your guns. Trump said he was going to come get your guns, and he didn't even do it. (laughs) <laughs> sure yeah there at this point there's no getting of guns <laughs> that, that yeah. ain't gonna happen that there's, that is that is total fantasy land in, yeah. in, in america you've got to so, chisel away here and there on this this massively overgrown thicket of problems so you can right? get down the path without getting ripped to shreds can't can't we at least make gun ownership Something that is, you know, can't can't we can't we be responsible? Can't we be you know safe? Uh, can't we be in in control of our gun ownership rather than have it you know get so out of control? I I, I don't know, man. I I guess I don't get it. I I don't understand why if you have something in your house that could literally kill someone with 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 the pulling of a trigger. And you've got children, you've got grandchildren, you got family members around. 
why wouldn't you want to make that as safe as possible, right? Because the evildoers might break in at any minute and get <laughs> Okay, sure. The, 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 the dark, the dark evildoers, yes. right? The Africanized, the Africanized bees. bees. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, so it all comes down to money then. I see what you're getting at. It's the people who manufacture these, and it becomes a tool for them to sell more and more of it, and goddamn whatever happens with it once it gets out there, right? Yeah, it's another corporate lobby. As long as we get our pocket change. (laughs) Wow. It's another massive corporate lobby that pretends that it's for the working class or whatever, the everyday American. Oh, sure, sure. And they don't give a fuck. They, I mean, that's why... Charlton Heston was going in places where people might start thinking about getting rid of guns or not giving their children guns. They've got to go have a sales, a sales event, you know, got to put the balloons and the wacky wavy inflatable tube man out in front of the dealership. (laughs) Everything must go. And yeah, I, I, yeah, there it's, I don't know. And I saw that uh, they're trying to do something similar here, but Mm -hmm. in Texas, they're working on conceal and carry, no training required, no gun license required. Is that what I saw? Yeah, and we should... We should be going the, the, the opposite way, right? I mean, we, we, we should require more training. We should require more safety. We should require more responsibility. Why, why are we going the opposite direction? I guess, like you say, it's just to, to get them out there in as many hands as possible and turn as much profit as possible for the manufacturers, right? Yeah. I, I mean, that's so many things come down to short-term, well... Some of it, some there's some stuff that has been set in motion ages and ages and ages ago, but so much breaks down to accumulating wealth. So, what about our our <laughs> what what about our police force? They uh, need Aaron? more training too. They accidentally yes, they shoot people all the fucking time. <laughs> and you might have heard my quote quotation marks in my fingers wafting in front of the microphone there in, when I in, said accidentally. In true, in true, in true Michael Moore uh, sarcastic style. Yes. <laughs> I picked up on that all the way, man. Uh, but re- all, all kidding aside, man, if we were to make some kind of a, you know, some sort of a an, an effort together to, uh, to, to make gun ownership safer, um, to protect the people that are, you know, that are that are that are in charge of protecting us, and give them good, sound, um, I, I guess, help when it comes to their mental breakdowns. Because if you shoot somebody, it's gonna fuck with you, right? No matter what. I don't, I don't care how cold and heartless a person you are. If you're let let's say let's say worst worst case scenario, you're involved in a robbery, and you have to be the cop that shows up there. And a robber turns his gun on an innocent person, and you have to kill that person, okay? You're going to need some sort of psychological help, right? One way or the other. That's going to fuck with your head. Why are we not doing that? Why are we not making sure those people get that kind of help? Because it admits that there's a problem. I think, partly. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it asks 
questions. And from what I understand, I believe police officers are required to go to therapy when they have killed someone. And I know the ones that are awaiting their trials sure have a lot of time and resources because they're all on paid vacations mm-hmm. while they are awaiting. The <clears throat> but I'm not exactly sure. But they also get, especially compared to other countries, so little training in de-escalation. So little yeah, training and that makes, in... that makes no sense because de-escalation saves money for everybody, right? Money and lives. Two important things. Well, you know what? I was trying to focus on the money part because that's what it seems like we're most concerned about. But yeah, yeah you're right. Obviously, you know, it saves lives and it, and, and it saves people going, having to go, you know, to an, to an asylum or, or have, you know, further psychological problems, right? And the, I mean, the pilot programs in, um, what is it, San Francisco... Uh, I think it started in Manhattan and de Blasio said that it's going to become state or citywide in New York city. And, uh, I think they're working on something about that here, but the, uh, different team, part of the defunding the police is taking some of the funding and giving it to trained social workers or medical care professionals to go, when somebody is having a mental breakdown, instead of sending somebody with a gun, mm-hmm. s- sending someone with a higher likelihood of de-escalating that situation. And they can, uh, uh, they worked out very well. That's why, uh, like I said, in New York, they started it in Manhattan. Because usually when you want to take the chance of violence away, they usually do it with the wealthier first okay sure and sure. Uh, there was a high successful rate uh, a high success rate in uh, DS, uh problems resolved in non-violent ways and there are a lot of things to do with that money that bloated police budgets just put into what ammunition ammunition <laughs> tanks, tanks tanks from from patriot act <laughs> right? Uh, tear gas they pay for the the lawsuits Ah, against all the abusive force and the killings yeah but those lawsuits might not even have to happen if they would just de-escalate you know like you said from the get go why get into all those problems why spend all that money why waste all those resources why kill those people yeah I mean (laughs) it seems simple it it does it does seem simple and it, it it's it's a choice because there are police in other countries that have a lot of training in that stuff. There are police in other countries who don't carry guns. But if you send a hammer to a job, it's going to do what mm-hmm. a hammer does. Right, right. And I uh, I'm didn't get to finish it. This was kind of a quick thing, but this is going to be a ongoing topic for us, I think. Uh I'm still halfway through uh, the rise of the warrior cop, the militarization of American police. And there is a, a you know, a very complicated thing behind that. And uh, it goes through the history of policing in America and the angling towards the, the more violent stances. And uh, no-knock warrants play a big role 
Oh, yes. That makes no sense whatsoever to me. How can there be a, a no-knock warrant? doesn't even make sense. It's It, it was a dreamed-up thing by a militaristic okay. police force. That's something they could do. Which and make, the, go ahead. Which, which, make, which makes no sense, because as Republicans, <laughs> aren't we supposed to worship our own private home? our own private territory. Yeah, the castle <laughs> doctrine. So so how does that make any sense whatsoever on either side of the equation? Well, because it's not thought about what if this ever happens to me. It's never carried out in with the thought that it would ever happen to the people that are instituting the practices. And, well, I... I know you have because you've talked about it before, but of course you've seen the movie Brazil, so you know how that works. Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, it is, it is int- interesting is a weird word to say, but it's a deep well of an issue, and it runs, I, I, as we've talked about with many countries, but America is a very warlike country. I can't remember. Uh, has there been a year that we have not had military forces somewhere? I can't remember. I don't how know, long but if, if there if there ever was, I guarantee you, you could go down and open a new bank account and get a rifle for opening your account. Oh, that was what we have over five hundred guns in this bank. They said. Right. Do Do you really think it's a good idea to to sell? To be licensed to sell guns out of a bank. <laughs> I mean, I guess all their tellers probably have guns. Uh, the, what there was that wow. town that passed a law requiring everyone to have a gun. Oh yes, was it some town in Utah or something Somewhere. like that? Utah, Wyoming, <laughs> a Dakota maybe. Oh, I think uh, even somewhere up in New England, right? Like, um, uh, not Rhode Island. Um, Holy smoke. Oh, man, I'm showing my age here by having a brain fart. Wasn't, isn't there a state up there that required every citizen be armed? Uh, or, you, or you get taxed? I, I, I truly think there is. Um, damn it. Um, what is the state that, has the, that used to have the old man of the mountain? Oh, that's but New Hampshire. Collapsed? New Hampshire. Don't yeah. they require that you have a gun, or is that just a uh, old wives' tale that I've heard? Uh, I'm not sure. I've only been... Could have sworn I heard that. I think there are some cities, but I don't think there are any states. Okay. Well, there's listeners yelling at me right now. So, <laughs> well, well, you'll hear it, I'm sure, Darren. Hope, hopefully get some good feedback. <laughs> got, it, got to find it somewhere. Got to get it somehow. But yeah, I, I've been to Minnesota or New Hampshire once. And that was when the old man on the mountain fell off the wall. Um, that's not why I didn't come back. It was just happened to be we were playing a show in New Hampshire in Manchester. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, on tour. And yeah, while we were playing, that's when the thing fell off the mountain. Uh, but So you caused it. That, that was the joke for, for the rest of the tour. Uh, anytime we got one of those quarters that had that on there. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to say when you guys were talking about tremors, ah, yes, 
that there was after the show, the house we were crashing at, somebody was watching a Tremors porn parody. No way. Yes. But instead With of a... they were more dick shaped. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> I, I can't remember if it was on a DVD or if it was on the Spice Channel or some shit, but Right. I didn't I was not interested in hanging out watching porn with somebody, so <laughs> I just made note of it. It could have very well be called Attack of the Penis Monsters, but it was Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um a little bit of levity because we are talking about some heavy shit. I know you've got to go before too long, so I want to make sure that, like I said, we're going to find ways to talk about violence and gun violence and things like that um, other days and other movies. But what would you be bummed if you didn't bring up before uh, we went? Yeah, I just, um, I, again, I, I think that um, the thing that, Things have gotten so far out of control, and I, if I allow myself to, to let this creep into my mind, um, Darren, it really starts to eat away at me. But I'm going to be uh, – I'm actually on the waiting list to get an all-electric uh, Ford pickup truck for next year because I want to have a pickup truck, but uh, I want to do my part to go all-electric. I have a, a Prius now, which I still have to fill up with gasoline and, and stuff like that, but – when you look at how many people, particularly um, folks that aren't fortunate enough to have the money to be on the, the bleeding edge of technology that are going to be forced uh, to drive these, um, you know, incredibly polluting uh, gasoline burning vehicles, I just don't see any way out of this. And I love the way that they've got we're back in the Paris Accord and we're talking to other countries about trying to cut down. I just don't see how it can all be lip service, man. I'm, I'm very, very concerned that we're so far into this thing that, like, it's going to be decades, decades before we can get out of it, especially the common person. And it's kind of the same way with guns, man. And if you allow yourself to get too worried and depressed about it, it can consume you, man. Because there is so much out there, and there, there, there it, 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 let me put it to you this way. The rich aren't exactly getting any poorer, and the poor people right now aren't exactly getting any richer. So I don't really see that divide going away anytime soon. And when you've got that many violent weapons out there in the hands of that many people that are in desperate situations— I don't know, man. I'm trying not to end the show on a, on, a, on a down note, but it's really, really hard to keep the faith right now, man. It's really hard to keep the faith. One of the things that gives me some hope for, for the younger kids coming up is that a lot more of them seem to be aware of the situation. They do. They do, man. And when you watch a movie, um, so let me give you an example. Okay, so I watched a Bill and Ted movie from the 80s, right, when I was in high school. And the big line was, oh, man, those guys are fags, right? 
And that was like perfectly acceptable. And this was only what, like 30 years ago. And now you watch a lot of movies and you've got a lot more inclusion and you don't have those kind of ugly words as much anymore. So that does give me a little bit of faith, man, that these kids are smarter than we were. They're actually making progress that we weren't making at that time. And maybe there is some hope. Maybe there is some hope. Yeah, maybe they'll, uh, maybe the Mitch McConnell's will, uh, fade faster. And, uh, these, these kids, these, uh, I don't even, the Zennials, what are, what are they called now? Can't keep... <laughs> Z- Zed, Zed, Zed Zennials? Who knows, yeah. man? <laughs> where, where are we at this point, right? I'm in that, uh, what, 79 to 84 that they keep changing the name of what it's called, Generation. <laughs> But, you know, maybe they'll get us that good uh, socialism for when we're old, actual old fuckers. And, <laughs> yeah, we can have the health care that uh, our government tries to deny us while having for themselves. Yeah, and, and it makes no sense not to have health care for everyone. And it makes no sense not to have education for people who are actually willing to, you know, put in the work. Because... How else are we going to compete with the rest of the world? Strictly from a selfish point of view, right? If we don't provide those two basic features and things for our, our, our population, we're going to get eaten. We're going to get overtaken by, the, by, by, by China, by Russia, or China, yeah, Russia, whoever else, right? I, am I making any sense here? I mean... We are falling behind the rest of the industrialized world. We really are. And further and further behind. Stubborn. The the people that think that history goes away if you tear down a statue don't want to change the healthcare system, don't want to change wage disparity. I mean, what? The federal minimum wage hasn't gone up in 10, 20 years? I can't even remember how fucking long. Uh, It's wages, healthcare... Mental health care being part of health care. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, wealth disparity. Take care of those things and there will be less violence because so much violence is a mental health problem or a desperation problem. Desperation, frustration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so there, there are a lot of ways to fix it that require no taking away of all your guns. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Okay, I'm going to protest this way. No, that's not okay. I'm going to protest this way. No, that's not okay. I'm going to protest. You've got to pick one. You can't say everything won't work. I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, it's... I believe the children are our future. May they build guillotines if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That was, uh, that was nice, man. <laughs> That's a, I might have to use that soundbite. Except, if you have it copyrighted, I can't. Because I, I don't know. If, but you, you do know we ran afoul of Universal Music. And I've had to redo all of our shows, right? I did hear that. I had a similar thing. I hereby grant all my friends permission to use any of my music I have recorded on for anything they like. Here, here. As long as nice. it's not, I mean, well, I said my friends, so that that means dickheads can't use it, haha, <laughs> for for nefarious things. But right. 
Yeah, misquote you perhaps. Yep, yeah. and it's uh, a little bit more. I remember we thought that we copyright our recordings by mailing them to them um, to ourselves and not opening them. Oh boy! By getting like a postmark on it as some uh-huh. sort of backup proof when we thought that what the dumb shit we were recording in basements in high school was going to be stolen by anybody for anything. I uh, think Garth, <laughs> I think Garth Brooks is using your your original song right now to make a billion dollars, man. Yeah, right. So yeah, I that's that's pretty much all I do now. And I still if I can bang out something for you, I'm going to want to do that. But yeah, I just use clips from my own bands and I've got a couple friends bands who said, "Yeah, you can use my stuff." Oh, cool. So you'll hear a lot of the same bands over and over again, but they've all given me permission and I don't want to knock on wood and make my microphone sound like shit. Uh, but so far so good since then. I don't know. I'll ramble about that later because I'm taking us off the reels and we're so close here to the end. Um, yeah, I think we, we, you need to, uh, if you want to pimp any of your shit or if you want to say anything before we go. Yeah. Look, uh, uh, keep your eyes open for www.thehorrorreturns.com because, uh, Phil and I are finally going to start building uh, all our shit, our empire, <laughs> around our website, man. We, we, we actually have the name, finally. So I've got to start putting all our stuff there so it's easy to find. But, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for listening, dude, and thanks for inviting us onto your show. Uh, it means a lot to me. I always love having a chat with you. I, I think we, we did okay, like we said. It's... I mean, I don't think we were expected to solve any problems, but I think we had a good discussion and I don't know. It's a little bit more of a look at where we stand on shit, leave ourselves open for response from people uh, to continue the dialogue that uh, somehow I feel like is helpful, at least helpful for me. I I enjoy it. Uh, So... Yeah, until then, until the horror returns, or until the Psycho Semanticast returns, don't let them get you to the second location, and uh, don't forget to duck and cover. Watch out for the evildoers. Duck and cover. That's the first thing to do. Duck and cover. First, you duck. Then, you cover. You duck and cover tight. Duck and cover under the table. It's a bomb. Duck and cover. He did what we all must learn to do. You and you and you and you.